Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I am happy that I get to bring you a really great list of alternatives for the prescribing, or I should say prescribed, poisons from last Wednesday's episode of Vitality Radio. We'll have a link to that episode in the show description for you. I would suggest that you listen to that one before you listen to this one. They are designed to marry well together. All of the information in this one will be uh, probably more usable uh, than the information in the other one, other than hopefully the information in the previous show will indicate to you why I have concerns about the drugs gabapentin and lisinopril. So that's what we're talking about today are what can you do if you don't want to be on those meds. And of course, I have to remind you, I am not a doctor and this does not substitute for any kind of medical advice. This show is not about prescribing or diagnosing, only informing you and educating you on options that you may consider to optimize your health. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. My family business just turned 46 years old. I'm turning 51 in August. In fact, by the time this show airs, I will be 51. And while this show airs, I will be in, let's see, I believe this episode, I'll be in Switzerland, I think going on a wonderful trip of a lifetime with my sweetheart to Europe. And so I've been working feverishly, getting as many episodes recorded as I can so that you don't miss uh, any new information that I have for you. I have to say, though, really quickly, as I'm recording this, it's uh, an hour away from August 1st. I'm recording this pretty late at night. And August 1st is uh, rolling around, which means we just wrapped up our 46th birthday celebration online and in store at Vitality Nutrition and VitalityNutrition.com. And I had so many amazing interactions with so many of you who listened to this show thanking me for being a resource for you to help you optimize your vitality. And when I feel I should be thanking you for keeping me in business for all these years, but I guess it's kind of a team effort. And I am so grateful to know that the efforts I make on this show and at the store and on the website are appreciated by so many people. It means the world to me. In fact, I was mowing my my lawn tonight uh, before it got too dark. And I was listening to a podcast, and the podcast host was talking about how sharing stories is a really popular thing to do right now and very engaging, that people love to hear stories. And it brought me to a place that reminded me that I've never actually really told the story of how Vitality Nutrition came to be. I talk about my 
parents who started the place, and I talk a little bit, you know, bits and pieces about it, but no real details as to how this thing happened. So I am going to do a show. In fact, I think I'm going to record it tomorrow. Uh, it'll air after this one, I imagine. I really don't know when any of these shows are airing exactly. We're juggling them to try and make them make the most sense uh, chronologically speaking. But regardless, I hope you'll indulge me. I'm going to tell the story of Vitality Nutrition. I'm going to tell how it became a store what it used to be called, uh, how many locations it's been in, some kind of fun little stories about things that have happened over the years at Vitality Nutrition, and how I came to manage it and then own it, uh, which I've done now for the last, well, 29 years. And I think it will give you some insight into why I'm so into what I'm into with Vitality Radio. So hopefully it'll be an interesting episode for you. I It seems self-indulgent, but I kind of think some people will want to hear it because I get people asking me questions about the history of the store all the time. And, you know, how did, how did you get into this? And why? how do you know so much about this stuff? And, well, it all goes back to that and my parents and... A little sneak peek, for the first time since my father passed away, which has now been almost 15 years, he died much too young uh, after being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. But for the first time in 15 years, I saw my mother and my father together in a dream. And we had a conversation, and it was incredibly special to me and put me awake the next morning in uh, quite an interesting spot. I'll share that story with you coming up as well. But that's for the next podcast. This podcast is one I promised you after I did Prescribing Poisons Part 3. This has been one of my most popular series of podcasts that I've recorded. I did a Part 1 and a Part 2, obviously. Last week's was part three. There will be a part four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe. I'll just keep bringing these to you because I think there's real value in them. I'm going to do them more like I did last week, too, where I might only highlight two or three drugs so I can go into a little more detail and not rush through it quite as quickly as when I've done four or five drugs in one episode. And then I will bring you alternatives like I'm doing today. If you have questions about anything you hear on the show, you can call us at 801-292-6662. That's our number at Vitality Nutrition. You can also hit us up at vitalitynutrition.com. Also, you may have noticed if you're on the social media, particularly Instagram and Facebook, that I've been far more active. Uh, we've rearranged the way we're doing things on uh, the social media and on the podcast to try to get as much concentrated information into your hands, ears, and eyes as possible to help you make the best decisions you can make to optimize your vitality. And some of what you're going to be seeing, you may have already seen, which is uh, some highlights from what's going on in Europe while I'm over there. We're going to talk about how the food over there ain't the food over here and how we'd all be probably a lot healthier if we were eating their food than our food. We'll even uh, share some personal stories as we go along. Uh, and uh, I may even take some video of what we're doing in the Alps on some hikes and bike rides and things like that. So hopefully that'll be interesting to you as well. But Without further ado, let's jump right into Prescribing Poisons Part 3, The Alternatives. The Alternatives for High Blood Pressure. Let's start there. We talked about lisinopril on the episode last week, and I say we, I don't know why I said we, 
I talked about lisinopril last week, which is known under a bunch of different names, but it is a high blood pressure medication. And there are about uh, 10 different products for hypertension that are prescribed, but that is the number one that are in the uh, ACE inhibitor category, ACEIs, they're known as. And um, I won't go into any more detail on that. Go back to the previous show if you want to hear that. But if you're wondering, okay, well, Jared, I'm dealing with high blood pressure. I don't like the idea of pharmaceuticals. What can I do? Or maybe even more importantly, I don't want to be dealing with high blood pressure. Uh, Maybe it runs in my family or there's some heart disease in my family or whatever. What can I do to prevent that stuff? That's what this is about. And again, I have to remind you that this isn't me saying, hey, don't do what your doctor's telling you. has nothing to do with that. This is just information, education for you so that you can make an informed decision and consult with your doctor on um, alternatives that you may want to consider. So there was this drug. You may have heard of it. It's still out there. You'll hear about it maybe as much as any other drug, not gabapentin, not lisinopril, Viagra. Um, You've heard of that one, right? Well, interesting story about Viagra. According to a guy named Dr. Louis Ignaro, who won the Nobel Prize for Medicine in 1998 along with a couple of his colleagues, there was a company called Pfizer. You may have heard of them. Not one of my favorite companies, hopefully not one of yours, but they were coming up with a blood pressure medication. It didn't have a name at the time, but eventually that medication became Viagra. Do you know this story? They were trying to make a blood pressure drug for people that were hypertensive, and they ended up with an erectile dysfunction drug. And what was interesting about that is they were testing it on women on women and on men and the men in the studies for viagra were actually getting some benefit for their blood pressure but they were also getting spontaneous erections so there was a bit of a question mark there and they had to go back to the research that they'd done up to that point and try and figure out what the heck was happening Well, at that time, there wasn't a lot known about nitric oxide. It was just kind of becoming a thing that people were talking about a little bit. And uh, there was a real question mark about, you know, why was this blood pressure lowering drug working for blood pressure, but also creating this, I guess you could call in some cases, happy side effect. Well, what they found out is that their drug was working by boosting nitric oxide in the blood. So let's talk about nitric oxide briefly. Nitric oxide is a gaseous substance that has a very short half-life. It explodes in the vascular system and then it kind of goes away. It's not the same as nitrous that they give you at the dentist office. It's a little bit different stuff, but it is a gas And basically, there are two amino acids, L-arginine and L-citrulline, that help your body to produce this gas. Now, L-arginine is what they call a semi-essential amino acid, meaning that you probably need to get some from your diet because your body's not going to make enough of it, but your body does make some of it. Citrulline is non-essential, but I consider it one of the most essential amino acids as far as supplements go, and I take it every single day myself. Citrulline becomes arginine, but it bypasses the first 
uh, elimination pathway, basically, for arginine and gets all the way down to the kidneys where it can then become systemic. And so it has a much more lasting effect than arginine, even though it just becomes arginine eventually. And Dr. Ignaro was able to prove, and this is why he won the Nobel Prize for Medicine, that nitric oxide was there and also what it did. And it was coined the miracle molecule back in 1998. He's since toured the world talking about it. He's written books about it. It's a fascinating guy and a fascinating molecule. But what's the deal with nitric oxide? Well, it's even though it's a gas, it's actually considered a neurotransmitter. And as a neurotransmitter, it actually works in erectile tissue in both men and women. So it can be stimulating in that area for both men and women. And what it does basically is it creates this massive amount of extra blood flow and therefore works in the case of uh, the pathway that you would want it to work for Viagra. But that's not the only place that it moves blood. It moves blood throughout the entire vascular system. But as a neurotransmitter, it also has this other happy side effect in the brain for memory, learning, and information recall. In fact, there are many researchers right now in 2023 that are attributing a lack of nitric oxide in the brain to dementia. Now, there's not a lot of evidence of that yet, but the evidence appears to be coming uh, in the research that's being done. The brain has 10 times more nitric oxide than any other organ in the body, according to Dr. Ignaro, and he says, and we don't know why, but we have to assume there's a reason for it. So the brain and nitric oxide seem to go hand in hand, and so potentially there's a whole lot more to talk about than cardiovascular wellness. But Dr. Ignaro, in an interview, uh, said in the heart, or, or actually in a, in a talk that he gave at uh, a medical institution, he said, in the heart, nitric oxide is the body's way of protecting against vascular disease. The arteries make nitric oxide to lower blood pressure and improve blood flow to organs because it is a vasodilator which means it widens or relaxes the arteries so that more blood can flow through, therefore lowering the pressure within the arterial system. When nitric oxide becomes deficient, Ignaro said, barriers break down and protection is lost, making people more susceptible to high blood pressure, arterial sclerosis, and heart disease. It's the body's natural way of preventing strokes and heart, attack, heart attacks, uh, provided that we make enough of it, he said. To produce nitric oxide, as I mentioned, we use arginine and citrulline. It is important, therefore, to maintain healthy levels of arginine at all times because when we develop certain cardiovascular and other related diseases characterized by a deficiency in nitric oxide, the main reason for the deficiency is a lack of arginine, he said. Now, remember, your, your body doesn't ever necessarily lack citrulline, but citrulline makes more arginine. So, there's a reason why you're going to want them both, and I'll go into a little bit more detail in a moment. Ignaro, Ignaro also did recommend at least 20 minutes of cardiovascular exercise three days a week. We know that physical activity is the most important way the body makes nitric oxide, he said. When you exercise, your heart beats faster and stronger, increasing blood flow through the arteries, which stimulates nitric oxide production. So, Perhaps, and I don't know that anybody's been able to prove this, I'm not even sure that anybody can prove this, but perhaps the reason that exercising reduces blood pressure is simply because of 
nitric oxide increase. So how does this all actually work? Well, basically, it appears, based on the research, that this is what's going on. First off, we know that as we age, everything becomes more brittle, right? Um, you take a, you know, I've got this little grandbaby, and he's uh, six, almost seven months old, and uh, he is just this squishy little ball of joy. He's my, my sweetheart, Jen's grandbaby and he is as sweet as the sweetest thing you've ever met in your life and he's also very very pliable right like you can just roll him up in a little ball and he just flops back out and and he's just squishy and everything's soft and everything is pliable and you could almost tie the kid up in a knot if he wasn't so chubby and uh, you know he'd be just fine but you can't do that to older folks. We get a little sore and stiff when that happens. Our ligaments and tendons tend to get more uh, stiff and tight. Our muscle tissue gets more stiff and tight. Uh, we have to work hard at stretching just to keep flexibility. Well, the arterial system is not much different. It appears to become far more elastic or become far less elastic over time. What it appears is happening with nitric oxide is it's basically internal exercise for the cardiovascular system where these little gaseous explosions of nitric oxide that occur all throughout the vascular system when we have enough arginine in the body to make those explosions they push against the vascular wall of the artery which essentially engages that tissue and exercises that tissue. And what many researchers are now postulating is that it may actually reverse, at least to some degree, vascular aging itself. Now think about that. The primary cause of heart disease, or sorry, of death in America is heart disease. And so reversing cardiovascular tissue damage reversing vascular aging with an amino acid that's pretty powerful stuff right and you get these all all these little side benefits of just better overall blood flow fantastic when you have more nitric oxide in the gym if you take a pre-workout supplement odds are it has a bunch of arginine or citrulline or both in there to give you that nitric oxide muscle pump also fantastic in the bedroom for both men and women and apparently fantastic for the prevention of things like dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and things like that. So you have all these happy, amazing, natural side effects and one of those happens to be lower blood pressure. Now there are many different studies that indicate this. There are all kinds of different um, doses that have been used. There are all kinds of different size groups that have been used. There have been uh, studies with arginine. There have been studies with citrulline. There have been very few studies with arginine and citrulline, but the studies with arginine and citrulline do indicate that it absolutely works better together than independently. And the reason why I believe is this, and this is my opinion, but it's based on the research I've done. So arginine is this amazing amino acid. And we get a fair amount of arginine in our diets because anytime you eat protein, you're getting some arginine. The average American might get four to five grams a day in their diet on a regular basis. 
which is interesting because supplementally, Dr. Ignaro recommends about five grams, so a little more than what you're getting in your diet. But regardless, you're getting a fair amount every single day in your diet if you eat a significant or even like a normal amount of protein that's kind of the average dose for, for Americans. So it's in there already, but it appears that we need more of it as we age to get more of that nitric oxide up because the older we become, the less nitric oxide we make. And so just like many other things in the body, we got to kind of supplement it to get it back up. But citrulline, why would you use citrulline, which is a precursor to arginine, when you could just use pure arginine? Well, as I mentioned before, citrulline has a little bit different function. Not really a different function, but a different mechanism of action. Citrulline bypasses the first pass of an enzyme that breaks down arginine because citrulline at that point isn't arginine. It doesn't become arginine until it gets all the way past, all the way down to the kidneys, and then it basically recycles. And so you get like multiple different levels of activity with citrulline. Instead of a three to four hour half-life, it may have as long as an 18 to 20 hour half-life, meaning it's far more active for an extended period of time. It's not as strong as arginine right out of the gate, but it lasts. It's like a very sustained release form of arginine. And for some reason that frankly is unknown exactly, but I have some ideas as to why I think it probably is the case, arginine with citrulline seems to be the most magical of the combinations you can do with this. So anecdotally speaking, I can't tell you how many hundreds of people, and it really is hundreds of people that have told me that they have been able to maintain an optimal blood pressure level with citrulline and arginine. And because it's a supplement, they nobody that sells this stuff can say it lowers blood pressure. You can say that it maintains a healthier heart, that it's heart healthy, that it can maintain blood pressure in the normal range. But what we found is that it absolutely works. And the clinical trials show that it works when it comes to blood pressure. And here's the thing. It just seems to be incredibly safe along with all of these awesome little side benefits that come with it. There's a formula based on Dr. Ignaro's research, but I actually think they one-upped the Dr. Ignaro formula that was originally developed by putting 10 times as much citrulline in it as the original formula, but the same amount of arginine. And that's based on just basically a lot more new research that's been done on citrulline since this uh, the original research was done way back in the, the late 90s and early 2000s by Dr. Ignaro. The product is called NO Cardio Boost. That's N.O. dot, like nitric oxide, Cardio Boost. And it's a combination of arginine and citrulline in a powder form that is flavored and sweetened. It actually tastes pretty good. I wouldn't say it's going to win any taste contest, but it's not bad considering arginine on its own. It's not good. And people love this stuff. Athletes love it. People who are using it for sexual performance benefits love it. People that are using it for cardiovascular wellness love it. And more and more people are even using it for things like uh, blood flow that would support um, issues with nerve issues, you know, neuropathy and things like that. So this has a tremendous amount of merit and it is my first, first go-to if you are concerned about naturally managing blood 
pressure. Okay, what are the other things that make a lot of sense? Oh, and by the way, it's a powder. Like I say, you mix one scoop per day on an empty stomach. Most people do it first thing in the morning. And a lot of people say that they even feel just generally better, which makes sense because blood flow matters, right? The next couple I'm not going to spend as much time on because I've done full-blown shows, sorry, episodes of this podcast on these, but I will go through some basics. Aged garlic extract. Check out episode 278 if you haven't heard it. There are at least 18 different studies now showing significant benefit for blood pressure uh, normalization with aged garlic extract at about 1,200 to 2,400 milligrams per day. Can you use aged garlic extract? With NO Cardio Boost or Arginine or Citrulline, absolutely you can. And I think you should if you're not finding you're getting the results you're looking for with either one or the other. Also, there is some very, very good evidence, which we go over in episode 278 with uh, the doctor that I interviewed there, that indicates that it actually also can reverse some of the signs of vascular aging. Episode 227 is one of my most listened to episodes ever. It's all about berberine and berberine in clinical trials done with lisinopril has actually shown to be as effective as lisinopril without the side effects of lisinopril and also acts as a antioxidant and a blood sugar stabilizing molecule and even can work on lipid levels. So those are kind of the big trifecta for people that are concerned about cardiovascular wellness, specifically high blood pressure, and are looking to do something alternatively as opposed to pharmaceutically. But keep in mind, I have my Vital 5 for a reason. They are the five supplements that I believe every adult in America would benefit from taking on a regular basis. Magnesium helps to relax the muscle tissue. The heart is a muscle. You don't have to do too much math to figure out how magnesium is beneficial for cardiovascular wellness. And there are excellent studies showing both sides, showing that magnesium deficiency can increase blood pressure and that magnesium supplementation can decrease blood pressure. And omega-3... A little bit less dramatic on the blood pressure benefits, but on the heart health and cardiovascular wellness benefits, the studies are knees deep. So fantastic options for cardiovascular wellness that don't have you necessarily needing to rely on pharmaceuticals for the benefits you're looking for. Now let's talk about that other drug that I consider to be, well, a prescribed poison. It's called GABA. Pentin. I won't talk about it. Like I said here, it's on the episode that preceded preceded this one. It'll be two episodes ago because these are both Wednesday episodes of the podcast. Remember, if you're listening on the podcast, you're getting all the shows, two a week. If you happen to hear this on the radio, because this episode might make it to the radio one day, go over to the podcast. It's so much better. There's so much more. And I get away with a lot more stuff that I don't talk about on the radio as much. Okay. So gabapentin. Gabapentin is used primarily, approved by the FDA, as an anti-seizure drug, but is used in off-label reasons for all kinds of different things, specifically nerve pain, neuropathy, restless legs, and other nerve issues like that. And again, I go into detail on why I think that's concerning uh, in the previous episode. But I mentioned in Ocardio Boost, There's some very good indications that getting that nitric oxide up will help with blood flow 
We know that dramatically and that much of nerve pain, particularly neuropathy, has to do with reduced blood flow uh, to the nerves. And so, you know, cardio boost can have a nice little extra side benefit there. But let's talk about the ones that we know clinically have some really good evidence when it comes to nerve pain, neuropathy, neuromas, um, diabetic neuropathy, other types of neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy across the board, and things like restless leg. Alpha-lipoic acid. Now, alpha-lipoic acid is very, very interesting stuff. Um, there's a ton of very supportive research on this that I am a big, big fan of. The first time alpha-lipoic acid crossed my desk, it was uh, research years ago when it first came on the market, uh, specifically for diabetes and enhancing blood sugar balance. Now, interestingly enough, we know that it absolutely does help with blood sugar balance. We also know that it's a powerful antioxidant and it can go hand in hand even with the cardio boost because according to Dr. Ignaro, the optimal benefit of blood pressure uh, for blood pressure when it comes to cardio um, cardio boost, the arginine and citrulline is making sure you have enough antioxidants on board that they work in conjunction. But the alpha-lipoic acid at uh, many studies actually indicate that 6 to 1,200 milligrams of ALA, as it's known, not only decreases nerve pain, um, in addition, or sorry, it decreases nerve pain in addition to its powerful antioxidant benefits and, of course, helps to balance blood sugar and protect the cells. There's really, really great and compelling evidence of all of this with alpha-lipoic acid, and alpha-lipoic acid is a pretty safe compound. There's another one that's a vitamin B. Uh, you've heard of the B complex. You've probably heard of B12 and B6 and B1 and B2, and it gets a little confusing what these B vitamins do, but let's talk about a unique form of vitamin B1, the first B vitamin, known as benfotiamine. It's been used for decades, B1 has, to treat neurological conditions, in particularly diabetic neuropathy. A deficiency in vitamin B1, also known as thiamine, is commonly noted in patients with diabetic neuropathy, as well as those that have developed neuropathies due to malabsorption. It is believed that vitamin B1 deficiency in and of itself can cause neuropathy in some cases. Benfotiamine is a fat-soluble cell-ready form of vitamin B1, far more powerful and far more long-lasting than is regular old thiamine, which is just basic B1. It has been demonstrated uh, to improve uh, absorption much, much higher, stay higher in blood levels, and it is longer maintained in the blood and tissue concentrations than regular old thiamine. Once absorbed, benfotiamine is rapidly converted to the biologically active form of thiamine. Interestingly, benfotiamine has uh, been used in Germany and is only recently um, available on the market in America. Now, one of the things that's really wild for me is that, you know, with this long history I've had working in a health food store, I remember when so many of these things came on the market and benfotiamine, man, we've only been talking about this stuff for like five years. This is a pretty new discovery and I'm excited about it. In fact, I probably am going to do a whole show on benfotiamine. I think it is fascinating stuff. 
Benfetiamine has a number of mechanisms for its beneficial effects, including the correction, of course, of vitamin B1 deficiency. But benfetiamine can increase the activity of an important enzyme in glucose metabolism known as transketolase. transketolase. It uh, helps to decrease the buildup of toxic glucose metabolites that can damage the nerves, protects the endothelial cells from glucose-induced damage, and correct endothelial damage caused by high blood sugars. I mean, this vitamin B1 is a game changer for diabetes in so many ways based on everything I just read to you there. Various studies have been done on the use of benfetiamine in diabetic neuropathy patients, including the use of benfetiamine in combination with additional B vitamins, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute, which include methylated B12, folate, and a unique form of B6 called P5P. The best patient response was seen in studies that used a larger daily dose of benfetiamine, the research says. Treatment was well tolerated by patients and no benfetiamine drug interactions were reported. None. A study of 20 patients gave 400 milligrams, uh, given 400 milligrams of benfetiamine, showed improvement in neuropathy scores and decrease in pain complaints over a three week period. Another study compared benfetiamine treatment doses of 300 milligrams versus 600 milligrams over a six week duration, finding that improvement was more pronounced at the higher benfetiamine dose and increased with treatment length. So more seems to be better. 600 over 300, and the longer you use it, the better the results become, according to these studies. So that's vitamin B1, but in the very unique form, benfotiamine. Let's talk about these other B vitamins that they've shown benefit with. Methylated vitamin B12. They've shown that it has the potential analgesic effect in specific patients and animal models, for example, for nonspecific low back pain, neck pain, diabetic neuropathic pain, subacute herpetic neuralgia, glossopharyngeal neuralgia, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that word before, and trigeminal neuralgia, okay? So there's a bunch of studies now showing that the methylated form of B12, that is the cell-ready active form, the kind that someone with MTHFR would want to consider using, uh, for back pain, neck pain, diabetic neuropathic pain, and several other forms of neuropathy. And the research is way more compelling than I thought it was prior to bringing you this episode. I, I was kind of blown away about what I saw on methylcobalamin and, and nerve pain. We'll probably talk a little bit more about that coming up soon. Folate. Now, this is another one. If MTHFR is a thing, then you need to take methylfolate for sure, and you don't want to be taking folic acid. But taken together, uh, the results from one animal study and seven human clinical trials indicate a potential multifactorial effect on diabetic peripheral neuropathy, suggesting the effectiveness of L-methylfolate extends beyond symptomatic relief to modulate the underlying pathophysiology that leads to the progression and symptoms of diabetic peripheral, peripheral neuropathy. So hear that again. That's pretty impressive. It absolutely helps with symptomatic relief of neuropathy, but it may actually help the actual pathophysiology that leads to the progression of the symptoms 
of diabetic peripheral neuropathy. So it may be a root cause vitamin when it comes to neuropathy. And it significantly improves patient's quality of life. The effectiveness of methylfolate may be driven by neurogenesis, antioxidation, and increased blood flow and was was sustained in clinical trial patients. So they saw fantastic benefit and a sustained benefit in the clinical trials. And they think it has to do with neurogenesis, actually the rebuilding of nerves, um, the prevention of more nerve damage and cell damage as an antioxidant, and the improvements in blood flow. Now, the next one is another B vitamin, vitamin B6, but the specific form would be P5P. This one's tricky. You may have heard about B6, and possibly heard that it can actually make symptoms of neuropathy worse or may actually cause neuropathy in high doses. And that is all 100% true. But that's because synthetic B6, synthetic B6, known as pyridoxine HCL, inhibits the active, or sorry, the active form of B6 that is known as p 5 P. P5P appears to lessen neuropathic pain. In fact, B6 deficiency can cause neuropathy and increase carpal tunnel syndrome issues, among other things. But too much synthetic B6 can even make those things worse. So we have to be careful with these synthetic forms of B vitamins, specifically B6, folic acid, and cyanocobalamin. They all have some issues associated with them. Now, B1, thiamine, the one that benfetiamine um, makes, doesn't seem to be that big of a deal, and people can take it without much trouble. They just get a lot better results with benfetiamine. But I'm getting to the point where I think we ought to be avoiding folic acid, getting folate instead, taking methyl B12 and P5P if we're going to take those B vitamins, which is why I made the switch about, I don't know, eight, nine months ago on the Ultimate Vitality Multi and took all of those out and put in the active forms because the research is just way too compelling to stick with the old models. And what we know about P5P is that P5P makes all of the symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome and neuropathy better in the clinical trials. Now, There is a product made in Utah. In fact, it's made 15 minutes from Vitality Nutrition in a place called Kaysville called Nerve Reverse. Nerve Reverse has benfetiamine. It has alpha-lipoic acid. It has the methylated form of B12, the methylated form of folate, and P5P in it. And we have had better results with people that are using it for the purposes of nerve issues than any other supplement that we've ever sold. Now, there are some things about it that I don't love. I think it could use more benfetiamine and more alpha-lipoic acid, actually. And, of course, you can take a little more of it if you want to do that, or you can take those independently. But as a whole, I've seen better results with that than I have with alpha-lipoic acid on its own, benfetiamine on its own, or any of those other B vitamins on its own. I am a big, big fan of Nerve Reverse. And at two capsules a day, it seems to be a very effective product, and I think a viable alternative for people that are concerned or don't handle gabapentin well. Now, let's talk about gabapentin. Where does that GABA come from in gabapentin? Well, gabapentin is actually 
known as a analog to the neurotransmitter GABA, which calms overactivity in the nervous system and in the brain. Gabapentin is a hyper strong version of that. It's not actually GABA, but it's an analog of GABA and it makes more GABA in the brain. But it also makes all kinds of other issues for a lot of people, which again, I addressed in the previous episode. Theanine is an amino acid that I am completely in love with. You've heard me talk about it before. I, it's in my uh, vital sleep formula. It's in my nerve, uh, or sorry, anxiety release formula. I love L-theanine. I'm such a big fan of it. Well, L-theanine makes more GABA, and it's not nearly as strong as gabapentin. It's not, but it has no side effects that anybody has been able to find in any of the clinical research. It's extremely safe even at high, even at high doses. So if you're trying to get your GABA levels up, L-theanine may be your best friend and another one to consider if you're considering using gabapentin. You can also use straight GABA. The problem is that straight GABA, which is sold over the counter and is much, much safer than gabapentin, is not super bioactive. It's a little hard for the body to utilize it. And so for my money, theanine is probably a better option. Although there are some pretty good studies showing that GABA and theanine work quite well in these areas as well. Now, I'm not going to go into a ton more uh, research here or uh, Uh, explanation here on the next ones because I've done so many shows on these before. And if you want to dig into CBD, go listen to the shows I've done with Stuart Tomk um, or Maggie uh, Frost. These are great shows loaded with information on how CBD works. But CBD topically and internally works directly in the central nervous system and can work for these types of issues. And CBD with THC can also be very effective. So another couple of things to Consider at least. And then lastly, I'll say, again, another Vital 5 thing. I already mentioned it in the blood pressure section, but magnesium glycinate or magnesium oil or gel rubbed on the legs or feet can be very, very helpful, especially on the restless leg thing, the leg cramp thing, but also some people find that it can help with some of the discomfort in other ways as well. Okay, so there are your alternatives. There will be a ton of links for all of this stuff in the show description, and as well as links to a bunch of the research that I did if you want to dig deeper into these studies in this episode. I have to tell you one more time, I appreciate you so very much. Those of you who listen to the show, I absolutely adore you. Thank you. Those of you who share this show, even more so, let's get the biggest audience we possibly can to get this word out to as many people as we possibly can to help people live their most vital life. That's what Vitality Radio is all about. Check us out, vitalitynutrition.com, vitalitynutrition.com. Brick and Mortar in Bountiful, Utah. Call us at 801-292-6662. And check me out on the Facebook listeners community. That link will be below. You can join it for free. It's loaded with amazing people helping other people like you to get better at health. And, of course, on the Instagram and everywhere else that you can find me. Thank you so much for listening to me. I am Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. 
Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.